The Capitals demonstrate their pushback and pick up two huge points against the Habs. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about the Capitals pushback. Oftentimes this season when the Capitals were down, they didn't demonstrate any pushback. They were like a turtle that receded into its shell just waiting for the game to be over. That was not the case in this game. We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how the Capitals penalty kill was huge when it needed to be. But just to get it going here, we will talk about how the Capitals down the Habs and pick up two huge points for these games that are must-win games. And I'm going to say must-win now because if they want to make it to the playoffs, they must get as many points as they possibly can. I know that I was going to scrub that for my vocabulary, but these are must-win. All of these games Uh, are must-win games, you know, and I'm going to say that they may drop a game here or there and still make it to the playoffs, but if they have any grander plans of making it to a wild-card spot, they must make hay while the sun shines and win as many games as they possibly can, and they did that Saturday evening in Montreal in one of the greatest hockey coliseums in all of the NHL. I would love to go there at some point in my life. Montreal, in general, looks beautiful. Uh, So I think if, you know, you could go there and I want to go there someday, I think that would be a really excellent city uh, to watch a hockey game. The Capitals haven't had the season that any of the fans wanted, but their hockey has been better as of late, but oftentimes not good enough to get the win. That changed Saturday evening in Montreal, where the Capitals were able to preserve and pick up a much-needed two points. Uh, so that was a big thing for the Capitals to to show some perseverance and find a way to pick up a win against, you know, a Canadians team that has given the Capitals troubles this season. Um, and they very well could have lost this game. There is a lot of young talent on that team. And if you watch a team uh, that is a team that the Capitals should be in the future, and I know it's not a good example if you take a look at where the Habs are in the standings, but a dynamic young team that knows how to move the puck well, good skaters, and I think they're on the rise. I don't think they have any plans of making it to the playoffs this year, but I think the Habs will be a really great hockey team in years to come because of the young talent uh, that is on that team. The Caps are well known for having slow first periods this season. That was not the case 
in Montreal. Mantha got the scoring goal going for the Caps with his 17th goal of the season. Can you guys believe that I'm talking about that Anthony Mantha is just killing it out there? This is the same Anthony Mantha that last season, everyone said, we need to get him out of here. We don't care if we get any kind of return. We just need Anthony Mantha out of town. Well, where would the Capitals be right now without, uh, without Anthony Mantha? You take a look at it. Um, I know that he is going to be one of the guys that's most likely targeted for a team that is uh, perceived to be on the cusp of making it to the playoffs. But, you know, the Capitals might need to consider, you know, it, it, can he parlay this and can he push this productivity next season? Could the Capitals sign him to a new deal? And I understand that that's a crazy thing to talk about considering what I've spoke about as well. But he has been a key piece this season for the Capitals, and he demonstrated that Saturday evening as well. And I know that that defies everything. And much like Alex Ovechkin, uh, he that's what both of those players have done is defy odds and what they have done. He also got his 28th point of the season, his highest point since joining the Capitals. He has more points this season than at any other point since he has been playing in Washington. Another player that showed up big but hasn't, uh, you know, before this game was Alexi Protus has much a great start to the season. The Capitals gave him a new contract. He played so well to start the season that the Capitals gave him that big contract. His play before Saturday evening hasn't been that great. That was before Saturday night. Protus scored his first goal in 29 games, and the significance of that was when he scored uh, that it was the GWG, the game-winning goal. He was net front and pounded home a rebound to get that game-winning goal, so Protus answering the bell when he needed to. Uh, you know, really kicking it into high gear when the Capitals needed a goal to pick up a win because it was a game that was back and forth and back and forth. And, uh, you know, Suzuki came back to haunt the Capitals at different points this season. However, Alexei Protus and the Capitals pushback proved to be too much for the Habs. Protus scored his first goal in 29 games. Uh, that was a big thing. It was a multi-point game for Protus, and he continues to dominate. And that's one of the things that we love about Protus. And ultimately, Ultimately, why the Capitals gave him the new deal. The Protus, McMichael, and Mantha line continues to dominate, playing a big role on the forecheck. So, you know, the season has been up and down, but there have been some bright spots out there. Alex Ovechkin turning on the Jets the second half of the season. The Protus, McMichael, and Mantha line continuing to dominate building blocks for the future. Um, so some really great uh, production out there from the Capitals. Alex Ovechkin also assisted on Oshie's goal, extending his point streak to eight games. His goal streak did end, though, at seven games. Uh, but all things considered, Alex Ovechkin is playing some of his best hockey that he's played in quite some time and doing it at just the right time, this stretch between now and March 8th and you know now in the end of the season where the Capitals hope to be contenders and make a push for a wild card spot. I know it's improbable, but not impossible. Kemper gave up some big goals, but some were due to him being screened. He saved 28 of 31. And the frustration was all over Darcy Kemper's face. It's been a tough road for Darcy Kemper as he has posted some of his worst numbers in his entire career. You know, but he was able to pick up the big win, but that was due in part to the pushback by the Capitals. One could also say 
that, you know, Darcy Kemper wouldn't have, you know, had to been under such duress if the Capitals' defense was more stout in front of him. And also not, you know, so many power plays, that kind of thing. You know, the Capitals' penalty kill, and I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, was huge. But eliminating some of those opportunities would also not put the PK under such duress as well. So things for the Capitals to work on, all things considered, to put a bow on this segment. The Capitals played really well. They picked up two huge points. It did not require the Capitals to go to overtime and Anthony Mantha getting on the board first. Those are keys to the Capitals' success and something that they can use going forward. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about how the PK was huge for the Capitals, huge when it needed to be. I'll discuss coming up. Our sponsor today is Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. Did your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game not go over as well as you had hoped, get the Couples and Family Online Seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code Locked On. Again, that's discount code Locked On for 25% off the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca or mention Locked On when reaching out for business seminar and receive the first five profiles for free. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Find Locked On Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast network your team every day so the pk was huge for the capitals when it needed to be it was also faltered at points in this game but all things considered you know stepping up and playing a huge role when it needed to be was huge in the capital success in picking up a win and two huge points in Montreal, and it was at the right time that it's, you know, really was huge for the Capitals. Tom Wilson took a high-sticking penalty later in the third that would have been curtains for the Capitals if the Habs had scored. The PK hasn't always been the Capitals' strong suit, and it gave up a huge PP to the Habs when Suzuki scored the game-tying goal. Listen, that's one of the things I spoke about. This game could have gone in either direction, but at the end of the day, it's who get the W or the L. The Capitals got the W. The fact that the Caps PK was able to kill off a six on four at a crucial moment was one of the biggest highlights of the game. If I'm going to give the three stars of the game as far as, you know, plays and production, the Capitals PK at that juncture was huge or I would be talking about another Capitals loss at that at this point. And I hate talking about Capitals losses because it's not as fun. I love talking to you guys about when the Capitals pick up some big wins. And there hasn't been as many wins this season as there has been in previous seasons. So a win tonight 
was a good thing for the Capitals. Carlson continues to be a beast. As far as minutes played per game, and Saturday was no exception, he logged 29 minutes and some change, leading the charge with seven shot attempts and four blocked shots. John Carlson, huge, not one of the best defensemen for Washington, but one of the best defensemen in all of the NHL. People have spoke of trading Carlson. He was he would have tremendous shoes to fill, and I don't think the Caps have anyone that can play that kind of role. I don't. Uh, sometimes he logs up to 30 minutes, and as you know, there's 60 minutes in a game. So according to my simple math, that's half the game. There is no one in-house that could eat up that kind of minutes. Now, there are players that you could put in there and have them out on the ice for 30 minutes, but they're not going to do what John Carlson does. Laying out his body, blocking shots, scoring goals, being stout defensively, John Carlson is a huge, huge piece for this team. So make no mistake about it when we talk about the untouchables. I'm going to go ahead and add John Carlson to that list. And I know people would say, well, do you know the kind of return that you're going to get for John Carlson? I don't think that there's anyone out there that would, you know, make me think that that was an upgrade. There just isn't, you know, and, you know, John Carlson, even though he plays a huge role, uh, is one of the older guys in the league as far as an NHL term. So he wouldn't yield as big of a return as I think we would get. If there's one player I think the Capitals, you know, should not try to, to move at the deadline would be John Carlson. Huge, you know, night after night after night. He eats up more points uh, than most other, any other player in the NHL. And it's not just putting in his time. He plays a huge role, blocking shots, scoring goals. He is a multi-dimensional player, make no mistake about it. But the PK, John Carlson, huge Saturday evening. So that's what the Capitals need to hope for pushing forward is that that PK uh, can be, you know, continued to be as dialed in as it was Saturday evening. Now, the thing to say about that is that it wouldn't have to be so dialed in. It wouldn't have to be so overutilized if the Capitals, you know, weren't, you know, in the penalty box so much. If the Capitals could avoid some penalties, then I think that the PK wouldn't have to be under such duress. Now, and I hate to, to to look at this, but the officiating left a lot to be desired in this game. Uh, there were some pretty poor penalties, I'm going to go ahead and say, and one of those penalties was against John Carlson. Um, and, you know, taking a look at the game, you know, officiating, I know that, you know, they can't be everywhere. Or No, it was the T.J. Oshie one was the one that comes to mind where they said that it was, they had his stick wrapped around him, but it was actually the Canadian's guy's stick that was wrapped around him instead. There were different points throughout the game where I'm like, you guys blew that call. You blew it, and I'm not saying that because I'm watching the game with Capitals colored glasses on. You blew that call. And sometimes... You see the uh, officials, they try to make that right by, you know, kind of giving a ticky-tack penalty against the opposing team. Um, so it was a tough thing, and the, the game could have gone in the other direction uh, at, at a lot of different points because of some penalties. I'm going to go ahead and say we're not legit. And, uh, you know, oftentimes people will say, you know, especially if the Capitals would have lost, you would have heard a lot more about well, the Capitals lost this game due to poor officiating. And I, you know, usually I don't like to resort to doing those kind of things. But if the Capitals would have, in fact, lost this game, you could have pointed to several different points throughout the game where subpar officiating was definitely one of the bugaboos for the Capitals. All right. So coming up here after the break, we will talk about that pushback 
Oftentimes, the capitals don't demonstrate any pushback. They get down and they recede into their shell and they say, just tell me when it's over. That wasn't the case Saturday evening. How did the capitals get it done? I'll discuss coming up. It's the halfway point of the season. Let's face it, Capitals fans, the Caps have not had the season that they were looking for. Regardless of where we are in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy hockey contests. And let me tell you something, guys. Before for Sleeper, I was not one of the guys that was that big into fantasy sports. Now I love it. To win a 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Capitals fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your pick so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the pushback for the Capitals was something of note that I think that, you know, Spencer Carberry, who always looks ultra frustrated and and make no mistake about it, I I like that about him. I like that he cares. Some teams they lose and their coaches are like, "Eh, whatever, I guess I'll be looking for another job next year. That's not the case with Spencer Carberry. You know, certain situations when the Capitals weren't doing this or that right set, it actually keeps him up at night. Now, I don't know if that's hyperbole or an over-exaggeration, but all I'm going on is what he has said. He's mentioned You know, that Alex Ovechkin getting off to a slow start, that kind of tied his head in knots. So he is constantly working on trying to improve things, you know, kind of taking the lines and putting them in the blender, shaking them up and seeing what comes out. And he's had some luck. Um, And, you know, taking a look at the game last night, as I record this earlier in the day on Sunday, is that there was some pushback. And I think that ultimately that helped Spencer Kyberry to see what works and what doesn't. And also his assistance but a huge pushback from the Capitals at the right time. That was huge. The Caps gave up the lead three different times in the game. And those were the moments where they panned the bench and you could see Spencer Carberry flexing his jaw and the veins poking out. You could tell he was not the happiest guy in the world. TJ Oshie displayed some of the Capitals' pushback with his 10th goal of the season, his 300th career goal. And TJ Oshie is another one of those guys, a playmaker, one of the guys I don't think you really uh, can fully appreciate unless you see him in person. And I know a lot of people watch this show outside the D.C. market, some overseas even. If you get the opportunity to see TJ Oshie play in person, it is quite something. He always puts himself up to succeed. He puts the uh, his fellow teammates in a position to succeed. And oftentimes, like the game against the Habs, you know, he was kind of doing figure eights and, you know, uh, skating around this guy and that guy. And all of a sudden, kind of pulls up in the bumper position and knocks it in, demonstrating his high hockey IQ and his ability to put himself in the right position at the right time. And some people might say, well, Dan, he's an NHL player. That's what they're supposed to do. 
Not a lot of hockey players make it look as flawless as T.J. Oshie does. And unlike other times in the season, the Capitals had an answer to what the Canadians were throwing at them. Um, you know, like I said, even the last game that the Capitals played against the Canadians, it was a tough go of it. That was especially true in the second period when the Caps outworked the Habs in every regard. The Caps went into the second intermission tied 2-2, two to two, and it was a back, and it was a fourth, and, you know, I kind of like those games. I like when it's not one team steamrolling a team. I'm going to be honest, when the Capitals do it on occasion, it kind of makes me feel good, but, you know, for me to, to, to have my interest in the game, the whole game, and, I'm, you know, my mind's not drifting off on something else, I like a back and forth. It's even better when the Capitals come out on top, but you know what I'm talking about. Sonny Milano, who hadn't played in over two months, came up absolutely clutch as he scored the Caps' third goal in the final period of the game. And I talked about Sonny Milano, and if you're an everyday of the show, you know I talk about that we need to see more from Sonny Milano. And we haven't seen Sonny Milano at all because he's been out for, you know, two months there. But before he got injured, his game was lacking in the luster department, shall we say. But he set himself up to be in the right position and also demonstrating his hockey, high hockey IQ, by kind of just tipping his stick and right into the net. The hockey players that execute those tip-ins like that are geniuses. And I know it's from a lifetime of playing in hockey throughout, you know, your entire life, but it's impressive as someone that observes the Capitals play and is not the kind of guy that plays hockey on any given night. I am very impressed. Impressed. Milano used one of his expensive tools in his hockey tool set to tip in Max Pacioretty's shot past Allen. And Pacioretty is one of the guys that Spencer Carberry spoke of and said that, you know, he hasn't lived up to quite what the Capitals were looking for. Uh, he also said that he thinks that, you know, the Capitals will be able to see more in his game, that his game is ever evolving. The Caps took their foot off the gas for a moment and Suzuki hit Pater to tie the game again. Suzuki, I'm going to get you that Suzuki. Uh, he has been one of the guys that has, you know, really kind of um, given, given the Capitals fits, shall we say, uh, during the games this season, and he did that once again Saturday evening. Protus, however, had the answer and scored the GWG, the game-winning goal, proving why he was deserving of a contract extension, a new contract, and will be a Capital for quite some time. Listen, Protus was one of the guys that's been kind of absent from the goal-scoring department, but he was clutch when he needed to be. A game-winning goal, it does not get any better than that. So you take a look at him, Sonny Milano, you know, two months on the shelf, collecting mothballs, you know, and that kind of thing. He was, you know, thought out, taken out of the deep freeze and played very well, getting a goal. Can't really ask for anything more from Sonny Milano in his first game back in quite some time than to score a goal and at a pivotal point in the game. And, you know, when I talk about the game, and, you know, I referenced must win off the top, and I hate using must win when you don't win games, but only so much is in our control. So I'm kind of, I've rethought my whole thought process that I can use must win games. They're just, you need to win these games. Listen, Capitals players, listen, fans, if you have any hopes of making it to the playoffs, if you have any hopes of not playing golf, you know, a lot earlier than you should, then you need to win these games. So if the Capitals can, you know, harness the lightning in a bottle that they had Saturday night and use it in their next game, then I think that we'll be talking about another big win. Now, the difficult part is, is that the schedule gets that much more tougher for the Capitals as the opponent's 
um, are a bit more difficult. So the Capitals will need to to muster. They will need to harness what they learned in the game Saturday night, and they will need that going forward to pick up a big win. Listen, this is crunch time. March 8th is getting ever closer and closer. To be honest, I thought a deal would have been done already. Uh, my hunch is that you know Brian McClellan has not received any offers uh, that are tempting to him. I don't think he's going to want to push out Anthony Mantha at this juncture. I mean, do you want to move Anthony Mantha right now between now and March 8th? I guess if, you know, I would want to hear what the return is. If it's a tremendous return, fine. But being that he is one of the biggest contributors in the offense for the Capitals, I think that would be ill-advised because I don't know what kind of return he's going to get. You know, he's played good this year, but last year, meh, not so much. So it's, you know, weighing the good and the bad. I think that, you know, GMs, they know that as well. It's not like he's going to be judged exclusively on how he played this year. They're going to flip over his hockey card and say, yeah, you did pretty good this year, but how about last year? Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Mantha. It's going to be interesting to see what Brian McClellan does between now and March 8th. Um, if there's any big moves up his sleeves. Uh, I would like to think that there is. Um, I do think that they will be sellers, uh, but it's what kind of return are they going to get? We remember what the Capitals got last season. They got Sandine because there was no chance Hathaway and Orloff was coming back. What are the Capitals going to get for the players that the perception is there's no future? Anthony Mantha could definitely be one of those players. Nicholas Abe-Kubel could be one of those players. Max Pacioretty, despite his no-move clause, could be on the move. Evgeny Kuznetsov, I don't think we'll get you know moved or one thing or the other done with him until the offseason. So a lot of questions. It is an interesting time to be a Capitals fan as they found a way to pick up a big win in a game that had pretty good significance. What's the significance? Two points. Two points. And when you take a look at the teams around them, you take a, a look at the Penguins, uh, who are kind of just, you know, kind of wobbling a little bit there as well. The Capitals could definitely surpass the Penguins if they keep winning these huge games. That is my hope, and I hope that is your hope for the Capitals as well. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side and watch this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. When you're done here, head on over to Locked On's 24-7 streaming channel. Find Locked On Sports today now. Now available on the free Fire TV channels app. Check it out. It's like ESPN, but it's free and it's so much fun. Check it out. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney and I'll talk to you again next time.